Listener Production. It's like a tradie posting a view of their construction site with the caption, Office for the day, from wherever you are right now. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, I was uh, walking along a set of shops recently and I saw a sign in the window of a restaurant and it said, Apologies, we're going on holiday will be closed for between these dates, right? Let's say yeah. 10th of January, 17th of January. Then it said, sorry for the inconvenience, FFS. And I was like, I mean, that's rude. Do you know what I mean? FFS? Like, yeah. For F's sake? Yeah, exactly. And Online? Like, and I was like, why would they say that at the end of yeah. their thingy? I was like... God, that's a bit rude. Like, oh, sorry for the convenience for F's sake. Like, (laughs) chill out. Um, And then it occurred to me that the name of the restaurant is Flying Fajita Sisters. So I was like, oh. I was like halfway down the road after I'd read that before. I was like, oh, of course. Flying Fajitas. (laughs) There you go. So, anyways, this is M-A-A-A-D-B, and we have a massive Friday for you. Yeah, that's absolutely right. A very big Friday uh, for particularly one member who's got the uh, the plane ticket or the uh, the bus pass and is heading north of Byron Bay for a big music festival. We're going to be getting into that in a moment. I got the gumboots ready, that's for sure. It's looking, the forecast is soggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as well as that... I'm going to be spending a Splendor ticket's worth uh, very, very soon through no fault of my own, can I say. And it's not going to a, as good a cause as a, a raging weekend. We're also jumping into the mailbag. Should be a big, fun show. Hopefully you can stick with us for Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Matt, is the body ready? The gumboots packed? I am a little bit nervous, you know. Got your tune rag, flap it out of the back pocket there, mate. You're heading to Splendour this weekend. Most of my music festival days um, were pre-fatherhood. And let's just say the joints are a little bit rickety these days. Um, I don't know if I've got it into me. And you know what? I'll be completely open with you as well. I've already, you know, predetermined that I'm going to have a cheat day a dry July cheat day while I'm at Splendor. Really? No, mate. I mean, I, I did the same when, when um, we found out that Belinda was pregnant because Belinda found out that she was pregnant the day of Splendor 2018. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, mate, don't, you're laughing. It was devastating. <laughs> we, we were going, like, we were going to go up and have this big last hurrah because, like, she just finished this project at work and we were going to, it was going to be, like, all exciting. Yeah. And then Morning of Splendor, she's like, I'm pregnant. And it was like, <laughs> yay. <laughs> so many people are like, you should just, you shouldn't have checked. <laughs> it's like, no, of course you should have checked. Of course, you, you um, should stop drinking when you start trying. I remember that. Um, I remember that we we checked into the hotel, and they were like, because um, I was performing there. We stayed at like a nice hotel, and yep. then as we checked in, the uh, the receptionist was like, uh, "There's a bottle of sparkling for you in the room." And <laughs> Bella was just like, <laughs> "But oh, wow. uh, so so no, look, I took it very 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 easy uh, that splendor. So no, don't, don't get me wrong. I know I know how to do it, but um, but." 
yeah, look, I'm, I'm performing, doing something different. I'm excited, you know, get, get yeah. me back in the festival. So I'm going to give myself a cheat day uh, then get mm-hmm. hop back on the dry July come Sunday. Have you got any big acts? Who are you looking forward to? Do you know what? I'm looking forward to see Jungle Giants, Confidence Man. I'm looking forward to checking out Triple One. Um, I mm-hmm. might drop past Hooligan Hess because I reckon that'll just be a wild uh, event. Avalanche is playing tonight. Yeah, in, in uh, replacing Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, who um, did the obligatory Splendor pull out, which, you know, I think in this world of COVID is, you know, pretty understandable. Back in the day, <laughs> it used to be just as frequent, but I you know scheduling conflicts. Why? Why did they, all those ones keep happening? I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine the cancellations of an R and B festival <laughs> in, in Australia. <laughs> they didn't need a COVID as an excuse beforehand, <laughs> let alone now. I tell you what, Frank Ocean saw an international <laughs> pandemic and started licking his lips. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, came to that, but no festivals can be, you know, absolutely euphoric places. But you can, we can also run into our old friend Barry Crocker headlining oh. the main stage sometimes, <laughs> and have absolute shock. Are there any like big and you know big, wonderful, or you know tragic moments from your festival days, Matt? You're hoping to, oh, mate, I mean, either emulate or avoid. I went from from one end of the scale to the other, where, um, you know. The twenty the twenty eighteen festival, I think you know, because Bell Bell had just found out we're pregnant, couldn't tell anyone, and so I was like, you know, in solidarity, I'm not going to drink either, and so I, I kept it very quiet. But um, but the splendor before that, twenty seventeen, I just went hard for like four days straight from the Thursday through to the Sunday. <laughs> oh, the old right Thursday night. <laughs> oh the man, that goes the hardest. That first night fever, you know. <laughs> No music to distract you from just really launching in. Mate, I've got a friend who went to Splendor one year, parked in the campsite in a camper van, did not leave the camper van for four (laughs) days. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yep. Didn't see a single act, didn't go into the festival for one second. Did he have a ticket? No, he was fully supposed to be at Splendor. He just... Unced so hard in his camper van and he had people dropping by and stuff like that. And any time people walk past, he'd just go, come into the van, let's party. And so just didn't leave. Anyways, <laughs> in 2017, I went, yeah, four days of just partying and then had to jump on a plane direct from Splendor. I caught a bus from Splendor to Brisbane. Whoa. The old, is that the, the Monday morning shut, shuttle? No, so it was Sunday night. From Sunday afternoon at from Splendor, <laughs> I'm there at the gold bar just sucking down drinks and then I'm like, oop, time to go, hop on a bus, bus it to Brisbane, catch a train from Brisbane to the airport, get on a flight to LA, then a flight to Detroit, then a flight to Montreal where I <laughs> then have to perform in like, <laughs> Three different showcases, and bro, I tanked so hard. Do you know how? Like, I look back on that moment, and I just think, "Well, you've ruined this for yourself, Matt." Like, <laughs> your international career started one gold bar cocktail at a time. The Montreal Comedy Festival is like the Olympics of comedy. <laughs> It would honestly be like I turned up to the Olympics coming fresh, hot 
off a four-day bender and was like just on stage going, gee, I wonder why I tanked so bad. Like, you know, when I false start. Oh, the crowd wasn't very good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Hand shaking, microphone just dribbling out of my mouth. Like it was, it was so bad. It was so like you just look back on it and go, you weren't ready for more opportunities mm. like that because you just weren't smart back then. So, yeah, well, I don't trust you this weekend, Matt. So I, I did put the call out for some cautionary music festival tales just to make sure that everything goes well for you. Uh, Olivia saying, just be wary of sombreros uh, when you go there because I worked at Falls Festival one time and someone puked into a sombrero and left it on the oh, ground. yeah. So don't go putting on random sombreros. Thank no, you much, it's Matthew. certainly not one of those nacho hats where you can just rip the chip off and dip it in like in The Simpsons. That is not a salsa that I want. <laughs> uh, Megasaurus said an ex-friend of mine just peed in the middle of the mosh pit. Thank you for putting ex-friend on the front of that, Meg. That's uh, that's appropriate for people who just drop trow in the middle of the mosh. Um, and Ashley got in touch with us as well. Five years ago, I hooked up with the guy camping next to me at Splendor. He said after that he'd take me out on a date and I laughed in his face. <laughs> well then, five years later, two years long distance and I moved from South Australia to Central Queensland. We're heading to Splendor this weekend for our anniversary. Whoa! Oh, my God. Well, you have to catch up with uh, Ashley and partner to uh, to see how this weekend goes. That's massive. But uh, if you are going along, stay safe, stay dry, and um, hope you have a very, very good time. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Now, Matt, you told a little cute story the other day about uh, Belle, your partner, going to pick up a mirror. Um, Said it was a big mirror. What, just over one metre? Yeah, a little bit. 1.4 maybe. Well, I mean, it's cute. I'm going to let you finish. But I went and picked up the biggest mirror of all time not that long ago. (laughs) Okay. The Beyonce of mirrors. Beyonce of mirrors. 112 by about 2.7 metres. So this is tall stuff. In fact, it was... It only just fit in the back of a little van when parked the car back. Got an email from the other day from them. Regret to inform you, you've been fined (gasps) for parking illegally. Oh, no. Well, what happened? Well, what happened is I was dumb enough to put the car back where I found it. So where was that? Was it not I in the... I picked up the car and I'm like, all right, I'll put it back where I got it from. I hope someone hasn't parked where I parked before. Like, oh, great. It's back where I got it from. All right, apparently that was an illegal park. And they said, you dropped it back at 5.07. You got fined at 5.32. About 20 minutes after I dropped it back, someone's coming past and finding me. <laughs> and not only that, I don't only get the fine, but because the owner of the car was inconvenienced <laughs> by this Big, I had to pay an extra $40 service charge. Oh, oh no. <laughs> for inconveniencing them. Unbelievable. <laughs> Mate. I mean, I've already told you about the Melbourne University Library where I made the same mistake putting a book back where I got it from instead of in the returns shoot. Fine 25 bucks. Bro, I've told you about the time I got fined for driving in the right hand lane by that police officer <laughs> when I was driving down from Brisbane to Sydney. Oh, I still think about well, it. Nothing is worse than a fine. Hate a fine. So how much do you have to pay in, t- in total? I don't know. They're probably going to get in touch and tell me how much it is. I don't know how it's going to be. Bro, some of these parking fines are outrageous. What about when I got fined 
for parking in the, at the Botanical Gardens in the middle of lockdown. Not a car in sight. Everyone else is... <laughs> Everyone else has given up. Like all city of Sydney, city of Melbourne, they're like, we can't be giving people parking fines. Also, it wouldn't be right to have parking inspectors. It's not a crucial job. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. a crucial yeah. job. Yeah, you shouldn't be out. It's like, what are the parking inspectors out for? Walking around, <laughs> fining people. Did you see the sign though? Did the sign There was say- no sign. There's no signs in there. It was this sort of back under, it was like under an overpass, a train overpass, just backed in between some like bollards. I'm like, yeah, that's a weird spot, but it's, it's there. <laughs> well, you're not alone. You're certainly not alone because we asked uh, on our Matt and Alex Instagram page uh, for you to share us your frustrating finds and uh, Natalie got in touch with us. Natalie said, parked my car in a two-hour spot. Then I went out and paid again every two hours. I got a fine for not moving my car. Oh. So you've got to... You've got to move to a new two-hour spot and have yes. another two hours in a different spot. Yes. Where Where do you learn that other than they just wait to tell you <laughs> once you get a fine? Where does anyone say that? Natalie says, I argued that nowhere on those signs does it say to move your car, but they rejected it. Karina says, I hate fishing but was dragged along to go fishing. Who knew you need a $6 fishing license? I received a $500 fine. Oh, no. Since when do you need a fishing license? Is that New South Wales? Well, I don't know. Is it certain waterways that you need to have a license for? Is it the whole state? If you want to fish in a state, you need a $6 license? Hold on. In New South Wales, you must carry your recreational fishing license or a receipt showing your repayment when you're fishing in New South Wales waters, both freshwater and saltwater, on or near New South Wales waters, and have fishing gear with you. What? I've never heard this. <laughs> I'll put the rod and reel away, Matty boy. You've got to be very <laughs> careful there. Tom messaged and said, I copped a $450 fine for bringing a single apple across the South Australian border. <gasps> Never again. Oh, ouchie. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, Ultra Vanilla said, I got a parking fine for overstaying the two-hour limit by 10 minutes. They issued it to me while I was changing a flat tire. Oh, <laughs> oh imagine that. Just them standing over you while you're on the ground, tools in hand. Just with like, the countdown coming down like a like a trying to defuse a bomb before your two hours runs up. Oh, that is a tough one. And look, Jared got in touch as well, said I burnt sausages in my campus accommodation at uni, set the fire alarm off, cost me one thousand five hundred dollars. I was moving out the next day to go to South America for six months. No, <laughs> Do you know what that ties into? Uh, when have you fallen over at the last hurdle? Yeah, that's it. If you Jared, that is a gnarly method on the last jump. But all of these ones are like so little, but the fines are so big. <laughs> a $6 fishing license, a single apple, some burnt sausages. <laughs> I mean. And we got a voicemail from Shell. Hi, Matt and Alex. Regarding frustrating fines, my partner used to work for a manufacturing business and they were in quite a narrow residential street. So people would park outside their workshop and it would make it hard to get vehicles in and out. So one day my partner went and painted a yellow line on the road, similar to a no standing or no parking zone. And that worked really well for a while until one day they parked their work van on top of the yellow line and got a parking ticket from council. 
So needless to say, after that happened, they went out and painted back over the yellow line. (laughs) (laughs) That is a full DJ Khaled move, hey, because what do you do? You're like, actually. Do you admit (laughs) to putting your own yellow line there? No, no, no. Congratulations. (laughs) You played yourself. Uh, Thank you very much, Shell, for that one. All day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, it's a Friday and fresh out of the mailbag, we've got some very disgruntled listeners, okay, who have got a thing to say about one of the claims this week regarding what have you invented, um, that that someone's girlfriend invented the eagle drop. Yeah, Tyson says, not a chance old mate's ex invented the eagle rock pants drop. My mum worked at a pub in the 70s and it was happening back then. Oof. Well, Craig has said the same thing. He said, hey, boys, I've always been told the Eagle Drop originated at one of the Brisbane universities, either UQ or QT. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. If we want to um, pull the pants down and get to the bottom of it, um, <laughs> please let us know if you have any insight. If you want to get to the anus of this investigation, <laughs> then let's, uh, let's do it. Uh, Alex got in touch with us as well regarding what's sus as. And Alex says, you know what's sus as? and I propose the leading indicator of susness is when there are multiple free toilet cubicles but someone chooses the one next to you. Sus as. It's an interesting phenomenon, like choosing where the cubicles go. And it's quite quite fascinating as well, Matt. I'm not sure if you could speak to this as well, but it's interesting going into when you're the only one in a line of like urinals, you're then talking about the sort of smaller porcelain ones on the wall. Uh, in the men's bathroom, but you can see the ones that people gravitate towards most by which ones have the most, oh God, like dude. the biggest yeah, wet no, patches it's underneath it's them. Disgusting. I can't believe you want to talk about this. Too early in the morning, mate. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it, but it's like interesting when you've got your pick of them where people decide to go. Uh, Kara said, in regards to your horoscopes, a half spoon and fork is a splayed. That's a brand that makes them. It's pretty sad that I know this stat. So I didn't know that. There you go, Cara. Thank you very much. It's like calling something a a Kleenex or a Hoover. Yeah, an iPod or something. All right, what else? Uh, James got in touch with us. said, my family went on a trip to the Grampians when I was a kid. We stopped for lunch at a picnic ground, and while we sat down to eat, a large adult kangaroo reached out from behind me and stole my sandwich. My parents didn't notice until I was quietly calling out to them, but with the kangaroo basically hugging me, pulling the sandwich out of my hands. The old reach around roo. <laughs> that is very rude. <laughs> very, very rude. Tell you what, if a kangaroo is reaching for my sandwich, they're getting it. They're good fighters. <laughs> yeah, so if they're reaching for it, they're not going to cop these hands, <laughs> Matty boy. You're not going to square up. Hey, the kangaroo can take it and run or hop, honestly. Well, i got a good place to hide it once they're, uh, <laughs> as they're heading away. Hey, look, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us here for a big week of all-day breakfast. Matt O'Kine, Godspeed on your big weekend. Hope the forum tent goes off this evening in the North Byland Parklands. Well, I feel sorry for that whole region. I'm sure that there's been more than enough roofs destroyed over the last few months and yet another one is going to get blown off. This weekend. Is that even appropriate? What, talking about the natural disasters occurring in the northern New South Wales region? I'm sorry. That is, that's a shocker. I'm really, really, I do apologize in advance. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to lift my game before, before you start I get lifting on any that rooms. stage tonight. Oh my God. 
Oh my god. Okay, sorry if you're in northern New South Wales and you're going through disaster zones. I'm really, really sorry. Um, to everyone else, forum tent. Okay. <laughs> No, but seriously, I'm really looking forward to some fun times up there and to see uh, checking out the community. Good times. Very exciting. Thank you for having me all week. And Alex Dyson, we're going to be back here this time next week. Yeah, it's been very nice of you to hang out uh, this week on All Day Breakfast. We'll be back with another big episode on Monday. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.